The following program contains mature subject matter not suitable for young viewers and graphic images that may be disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. It is... Uh, what day is it? Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's uh, it's hump day because Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday just doesn't sound as good as Friday, Friday, Friday. It it's is me. Monday? It's Wednesday, hump day. You've never heard hump day? No. Hump day is the middle of the week. So you have Monday, Tuesday, the middle of the week, Wednesday, and then the rest of the week is downhill. So they say it's the hump. It's the top of the week. So if you can get through Wednesday, it's all downhill. Okay, it sounded weirder how you said it. Okay, you're, you're thinking all dirty and sketch. We live on a farm. We're always sketchy. <laughs> you're sketchy. Anyway, it's the Fat Man Farmer. And we Wild Today, we are back with We Wild Woman by popular demand. We have been uh, looking at the stats of everybody's downloads. And woohoo, we passed 500. I think we might be into the 600 mark now. 28 episodes. This will be number 29. And the most popular episodes we have all involve We Wild Woman. Because apparently nobody wants to hear me talk and ramble. They all want to hear you. So, back by popular demand, after say, seeing the stats, she decided to come along today. We are on our way to go to the food bank to get some stuff for the pigs. Maybe us. Depends on what they have. I know we got like two pallets worth of cereal. I'm hoping for mystery box. So, if you haven't ever heard what a mystery box is, so the food bank collects various things that they can't hand out for one reason or another and uh, we went into that into another episode so go check that out I think it's the food waste one anyway and the mystery box is like dry goods so it could be canned goods it could be boxed meals it could be bread candy baby food uh, cookies chips cereals you never know what it's going to be but it's not slimy wet nasty Produce. I, I can climb into the box. Too. Yes, she will. These are four foot by four foot by four foot crates that are filled with stuff. And we've gotten packages of Oreos. We've gotten cookies, cookies chips, Hostess cupcakes. Cupcakes. Well. Yeah, you like that was a good run. You like? Oh yes. Uh, Pop tarts. Uh, one year we got an entire box of candy, and we're not talking cheap like generic candy. We're talking. Russell Stover's giant two and a half foot boxes that sell for like $60 to $100. A whole box of that kind of stuff. Dove chocolate, Giardelli chocolate. It was all stuff from Christmas and Valentine's Day, and I think there was some Easter stuff. But we had more candy than we knew what to do with, and we ate on candy for like a year plus. We have friends who came and got more candy than we took, and they ate like, oh God, I think Adam and Goat Kale are on like... Two, two years, three years on it. Yeah, probably. So anyway, let's get to the point of what our topic is today. Today, we are going to discuss black holes, white holes, time travel, wormholes, the quantum realm, parallel universes. Is that it? So we have been following, we, when I say myself and we, Wild Woman, I follow a lot of different science articles and things, and anytime I see one that interests her along the theoretical kind of astrophysics stuff, I, I share it with her. We discuss, and we have different theories on, on things that have... Do we agree with that? Disagree? Why do we agree or disagree? And so now we have, I believe, one, possibly two, unified theories that explain all of those phenomena and how they're related. To date, I've never heard of science doing that. Now, we don't... Uh, um, what, did I miss something, or are you just clearing your throat? I'm clearing my throat. <laughs> Thought maybe I misspoke, and you were... Uh -huh, we are not... That's not right. Anyway, so what we have come up with a unified theory, two unified theories, because we just came up with a new one this morning, and explain them all and why we believe this. Now, we have no science... Well, we do have some science. We don't have the math like... You know, Hawking or Einstein to prove some of these. It's just our theories. So, theory is just a theory until it's proven wrong, and to date, nobody can be able to prove us wrong that we know of. 
we don't know any lot of theoretical astrophysicists, but maybe want to listen. I doubt that. Alright, so let's start off with the white holes, which it just sounds funny. I mean, you have black holes and you have white holes. So, uh, I don't remember some of these people, but the article was saying that white holes is a new theory that all of the matter and energy that gets sucked into black holes gets spewed out somewhere else as a white hole through a wormhole. Now, we and I discussed this, and we don't believe that that's necessarily a valid theory because we have proof that there are black holes. We've been able to observe them. We've seen them, how they affect their surroundings by wobble and these kinds of things. They've measured hundreds of black holes, massive black holes, black holes combining to make super black holes. So we're able to detect black holes. Now, in all of the time we spent looking at the stars and in the sky, nobody to date has been able to see or prove a white hole. Now, we did point out that this is, with our current technology, we haven't been able to prove a white hole. Which is a very valid argument that we've only saw, like, if it's a black hole, you see the gravity affecting the surroundings. Whereas a white hole wouldn't necessarily have the gravity because it's spitting stuff out. But wouldn't you see, think that things with, like, nebulas or things would start, you would see the energy? When it's sucking up a giant star, you would think that it would come out somewhere. And you'd be able to see that. Maybe it doesn't come out in our galaxy. Maybe it goes out into a different galaxy. But we got hundreds of black holes in our galaxy. And there's hundreds of black holes in other galaxies. So at least one white hole should be here, statistically. I'm thinking it might not be in the Milky Way. Well, but we can see into other galaxies. Can we? Yes. That's how we found some of the other uh, black holes. So, that's one theory. Our original theory with black holes was that the black hole sucks up all of the matter, and then it, it, is, it is a wormhole. We now like that theory, that it goes to a wormhole to create Big Bang Theory and some other space-time continuum. So, we have our Big Bang Theory, that that's how the universe was started. Maybe... There's big bangs all over the place, and that's where all the matter gets sucked into, and starting parallel dimensions or universes, space-time realms, redoing the black, the Big Bang Theory in different places, and that might be how we could have parallel universes, because that's where the matter gets started at. The whole theory of everything started from one instance at one time where space and time collided, it, it just doesn't make sense. How do you create an entire universe from nothing. Mm-hmm. So, we haven't really gone into, we, we can't fathom that. Our brains can't fathom that. So, that was one, our theory. Now, this morning's theory was, what if black holes do compress all of the matter, but it compresses it into the quantum realm? Now, we haven't seen the Quantum Realm movie from Ant-Man and Wasp, so we can't say that we've seen that. But, supposedly the Quantum Realm has all of this... Yes, it is a fictional movie, but with some of the quantum um, computing and quantum uh, studies they're doing about producing energy, some of these materials on the subatomic level have tons of energy stored into them. So could the black holes compress the matter that it's sucking into into the quantum realm. Interesting theory. What if the black holes take the matter and create another smaller universe in the quantum realm? See, that's what I'm saying. We don't know. Could. I mean, you'd have to get some serious, uh, uh, what do you call it? Microscope or examining power to be able to get down to that level to, to discover it. Or when we get enough technology that people can shrink down. That's, that's a little far-fetched. We can't shrink anything right now. Well, that we know of. For all we know, the government could be running experiments on this shit right now. The 
you think the government's that smart? I mean, do you really... It's probably private groups that are doing things like this, oh, because probably. our government can't manage anything. And look, okay, to give you a prime example, NASA spends billions of dollars every year on space exploration and the rockets and things that they do. Elon Musk designed his own rocket. One guy. I mean, he had a team with him, but one guy cut the cost efficiency by like a hundred so he can send rockets up better, more efficiently, and cheaper than the government could. And the government had endless supply of money. So what does that tell you? They're inefficient. Wouldn't go far, stupid. There's some pretty smart people there. There are smart people, but that's like one the of the government is stupid. Oh yeah, definitely. The scientists are the smart people. The people who are managing it are stupid. Oh yes, definitely. All right, so we have the theory of it going into the quantum realm some way, somehow. You're saying creating a universe in the quantum realm, possibly, or it's going to the quantum realm, or it's creating new Big Bang theories. Are new Big Bangs in other space-time continuums. Now, when we get to the time travel, we read an article about... We had to do a visual on this, so we're going to try and go through the time travel. So, this woman theorized that time travel is in blocks. And all three blocks exist at the same time. And the, time, the blocks are past, present, and future. So, if you think about the middle block is the present... Anything that happened to that middle block in the past is going to the past time frame. The future is unwritten, so you cannot move forward into the future. You can only move backwards because that is known. The future is never known. Um, kind of goes to, you've never seen it, but the Terminator movies where there is no future but what we make. Because you can't know the future because it's so unpredictable. There are some things that you could predict, but... Everything is based on what's going on in the present. So as these blocks move all at the same time, the future was the present, and the present was the past. So you have to, like, it's kind of like two and a half blocks. So you definitely have a present, which is reality. You have a past, which was also reality, but now that moment has gone, so it's in the past. And it's, I don't want to say written in stone, but... What happened in the past can't be changed because then it would be changing what the future is. So, you can go back to the past because everything is known about places, people, events, where everything is at in the past. You can predict that because you know where it was. Whereas the future, you can't predict it. So, in that theory, which I originally disagreed with her online when we read this. I didn't like the theory, but the more I thought about it and delved into it, you can only move backwards in time. You cannot move forwards in time. Because you don't know what the future would hold because all the present can change to what's going on. You with me? No? We did the block thing, remember? We did this before dinner and, and Mother got all upset with us because we got really in-depth and she couldn't follow some of it. You have to talk on a podcast. People can't see I'm your messages. Not. Oh, sorry, Batman. So. I'm trying to think. My brain's spaced out. So do you think time travel is possible? Maybe. Can you go backwards in time? More than likely, yes. Can you go forwards in time? That is a slip shot. I don't think you. Because if you can only go backwards in time, then that would ch change some of the paradoxes that happen. Now, there's the whole thing of the grandfather paradox, where you go back and you change, you kill your grandfather before your father was born, and then thus making you never happen, but then how did you kill them? So this is a problem in that if you go back in time, you know where your grandfather is, you know where he's going to be, and if you kill him... Do you cease to exist? I would say no, because it is changing that timeline from where it was. So yes, you could go back and kill him, but how are you born kind of thing. If you kill your grandpa before your dad was born. So 
So I think that's why we have to have parallel universes where time exists in both of them. Is that making sense? Okay, here, I'm going to give you a visual example. Maybe you can think of it. Think of our spaghetti holder. You know, it's a big container and there's lots of strands of spaghetti standing up in it. It's a column. Think of time as the container. And each one of those strands of spaghetti is a timeline. So it's all going in one direction and there's lots of different paths that can go in that container. Lots of different outcomes. Now you got to imagine that those spaghettis are infinite and there's like can't even count how many, infinite meaning it never ends. So if that's the case, you could cross over timelines and you know, it kind of goes like to, we watch some science fiction shows like Loki when he went back and messed with the timeline and it messed everything up, you have to have some sort of way to regain back to your timeline or that is a new separate timeline and your other timeline ceases to exist. Do you think the EA could actually exist? The EA? From looking in that. Oh! Like they try and fix the timelines? Time police or whatever? Yeah. I don't know. I, I could see that... I don't think we screwed up that much in this timeline yet. No, okay. So, if they existed, they would have to exist outside the container of spaghetti to be able to see all of them. Otherwise, they're on the same timeline. Or, they're way far in the future and they can only go back to make adjustments to correct the timeline. Mm -hmm. So, like, maybe time travel is possible. Somebody came up with it, but the future police came back and destroyed or stopped their work or made it, like, you know, altered it so that it didn't work and then they gave up on their endeavors. But then, how did the time travel get police get their time travel in the first place? See? It, it starts getting in this loop and it gets more, more confusing. Or, you can just go with the notion that time travel is not possible. Mm -hmm. My brain's spacey now. It's getting overwhelmed because it's a big gray mass and you don't know what to grab on because it's processing too much at the same time. Yeah. So, if our black hole Big Bang Theory is correct, maybe those are the different parallel universes from the different time travels. So then that goes back into the multiverse. Or they're a rip into a different universe. Now see, this could be you know, there could be unexplained phenomenon that happen that are meant to correct the timeline because of something that had happened in the past. You know, okay. um, there's different reports in different places of just random things happening, like ships show up 70 years later, but the people on the ship only think that they left for a short time. Or there was a plane that was like that, I think. It was flying, and it disappeared for years, and then it reappeared. reappeared. See? So could that be holes in the space-time continuum where you were floating through? Or maybe those are weak points where you can pass through, but if you don't know what you're doing, you kind of just go into, like, a waiting area. Like, time is frozen for you while you're there because you don't know how to navigate it. It's possible. I mean, you got to think on just the electromagnetic scale where visible light is, how much other things are, that are going on that we can't see. Now, you got to think. So, everything in our visual spectrum is vibrating at a certain wavelength, and that's what we see the light, those kinds of things. And the matter vibrates at a certain frequency, and the molecules vibrate at a certain frequency. What if some of those are slightly off? What if we can pass through things that we can't see, but they're really there on a different level that we're not able to perceive? So, like the fourth dimension? Well, when you start thinking about the fourth dimension, it, I want to say that's time. So time is irrelevant as opposed to being a line. In my belief, it's... it's so, I think we went into this in our last one. First dimension, second dimension, third dimension, fourth dimension. And I think there's a fifth. 
Alright, so first is a, just a dot, basically. There's no surface, no anything. It's a one point. It has no volume, no mass, no space, anything. You have two dimensions, which is flat. So if you're looking above it, it's like a map. But if you're looking at the side of it, it's essentially a line. And if you're exactly on the same dimension, it's nothing. You can't see it. Does that make sense? I believe so. But like, okay, think of like the TV. You can see things moving or whatever, but it's on a flat screen, right? So that's how things would work. You couldn't go over or under or behind things. It's all flat. So that's the second dimension. Third dimension, you can move things in front of and you have X, Y, and Z um, axes. So that means you have a flat plane, a horizontal plane, and a vertical plane. So being able to stand up, move objects in front of and behind each other. The fourth dimension in my thought process, I may be wrong, is that, think of it as a cube, moving through three-dimensional space. That's time. Now, if the fifth dimension, I think, I haven't done really research on whether they think the fifth dimension is, might be the vibration state so that you can, we're all in one state currently, but if you were able to change your vibrational state you could pass through things. Like that girl from Ant-Man that needed the special particles to live. Yeah, okay. Fictional, but yes. See how this is great, how science fiction it's got some science, but it kind of pulls things that the possibility of things that could happen without actually being able to do it. You know, is that a possibility? Maybe we haven't been able to prove it yet. You know, are mutations that give people different abilities a possibility? Maybe. Just because we haven't seen it or experienced it doesn't mean it's not there. So, yes, we'll go with that. The fifth dimension is being able to do that. But you can do... Now, the one problem I have with that is... So when you start thinking about that, in every instance where somebody is able to pass through matter, they're always able to pass through... The, they're standing on the ground think about it. If you could pass through a wall, you'd pass through the earth. So what's making the ground solid, but the wall not? So if you were moving in the fifth dimension, you would be able to pass through anything in any direction. So, so it would be basically like flying. So you through everything, yes, but you got to think about this. Alright, so why are we, when we stand up, what makes us go onto the ground? Gravity. So if the ground wasn't there, what would happen? We would all fall down. No, not necessarily fall down. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to get you to think about how to get here without telling you the answer. Alright, so, let's say we're on the, the road now. The road is solid. We're on it because gravity holds us down, right? Mm -hmm. So let's go to mud. What happens when you stand on mud? You'll often sink down. You sink down into a solid part, right? Or until the viscosity, which is the stickiness of the mud, is more than the gravity. Does that make sense? So it holds you, but you can still go down further. Think of quicksand. You're going down, but because it's holding you by the compression, you don't go any further until you start moving and you loosen that compression and then you sink more. Right? Yeah. So what happens if you're in this fifth state of matter, the, the fifth dimension... And you're on the ground. You sink down into it? You'd sink into the Earth's core. Because there's nothing to stop you from being pulled in. Right? I mean, like they have the giant hole that's in Russia where they made the, the deepest hole in the world. They drilled it down. So do you think that if you drop something in there, it's just going to stop or is it going to sink until it hits the bottom? It's going to sink until it hits the bottom, but isn't... At the bottom of that hole, anything is stuff is melting. Magma. So, you would continue to go down until you reached a temperature that would kill you, or the compression of the atmosphere would kill you. But then again, if you're in the fifth dimension, would you feel the compression of the air because everything passes through everything else? And would you even be 
be able to technically die. It's a good point. What would kill you? We don't know what kind of physics exist in your body because if your blood is having to pump around your system, I mean, this is in our type of anatomy, you know, what contains your blood in the vessels? The walls. Well, if everything in your being can pass through those walls, your blood would just pop out. out. So if you were in the fifth dimension, you would not be, I'm going to use a word, I'm gonna, then I'm going to define it for you, a corporeal being. So you would not be something physical that you can touch. You would be something completely different than what we understand. It, it would be essentially like possibly pure energy. Energy can move through things. Mm-hmm. Or some form of that. Because energy, if you think about it, pure energy dissipates in all directions and passes through things. Infrared passes into solid objects by heating them up and exciting their... Um, Atoms. Yeah. So, maybe energy is the fifth state that you could be in. And, you know, that's how we're seeing it is it excites the molecules and whatnot. Because you think about it, if in order to turn ice into water, you need to excite those molecules to the point where they're vibrating enough to be in the liquid state. And if you continue exciting those molecules, they turn into the steam state, which is the gaseous state. So, all, it's all about the vibration of the molecules. So, if your molecules are vibrating so much that you can pass through things, essentially you'd be pure energy. But then, you know, like our consciousness is held in um, electrochemistry of the brain. So, do you have any kind of stored knowledge? How is that stored in pure energy? Making your brain hurt again? You're going quiet. You know, we're supposed to be having this discussion. Am I overwhelming your brain? Uh, yeah. But the fifth dimension could be an excited energy state where you're able to pass through everything. Now, you got to think, would gravity have an effect on energy? I, ha- I have a theory on it. I'm going to say, yes, it would. I can tell you why. Why? Because my brain can't... You can't think about it right now? There's too much going on. You're on overload. Okay. So what's called the lensing effect? Have you ever heard of that? All right. So the lensing effect is how light and energy, so electromagnetic energy too, is bent around the gravitational pull of an object. So this is how we can see black holes because as the light coming from items further behind them pass by the black holes, they bend and warp around that gravitational field so it looks like a bubble. So, if you're, they've observed this in space, so if you're like, say, on the moon, you can see the sun when it's behind the earth because, not the whole sun, but you can see portions of it, because the light bends around the earth because of the gravitational pull. So that's what I'm thinking that because gravity affects energy, which would be electromagnetic spectrum, so that's light and other um, forms of energy, then it should affect an electric body as well. Now, I take that back. So, light is both a particle and a wave at the same time. I don't know that they've been able to see the lensing effect with other forms of energy, say, x-ray or infrared. It would make sense that they do, but I can't say that I've read or seen anything. We might have to do some more research when we get home today. So, I found two, another movie I want you to watch. It's called Interstellar. It's about black holes and you know, the plight of the Earth and what's going on here. And then there's... Well, there's Inception I want you to watch, but that is a different reason. I think you would understand it, too. I thought we were watching the police one. We are going to watch Super Troopers. But... <laughs> 
Alright, so let's kind of go over the whole theories of things to, to date. So black holes do exist. We're on the fence of whether white holes exist. Do you have anything to add on that? But you agree that a black hole sucking up matter and energy, it needs to go somewhere. It can't just be compressed to nothing. Yes. All right. So we're on agreement that we dislike the idea that it compresses it to nothing. And most of the people in the science don't say nothing. They say it's just compressed it infinitesimally to the smallest level. Well, wouldn't that be the quantum level at that point? So... We're, we're kind of on the fence of what happens to the energy and matter of the black hole. Now, theory one is a wormhole that sends it into a parallel space-time continuum and starts new Big Bangs somewhere else. You're agreeing with that? Yes. So that's theory one. So theory two is it goes and compresses it into the quantum realm. Or the subatomic where we can't necessarily see. Now, see, okay, given that, if it's going into the quantum realm, we have all of this gravity. So the more mass something has, the more gravitational pull it has. So if you're sucking in all of this matter into the quantum realm, wouldn't that mean that there's a huge gravitational pull in there because it's all of that mass. You're assuming that the quantum realm is just here on Earth. And it's not also somewhere out of the galaxy. Too. What if the quantum realm was a parallel, a different universe? It could be. And so it sucks all this stuff in, and because it's so gravitational pull, you can never leave it. So basically it's creating another universe. I mean, with our current technology and understanding, no one, there is an edge of the known universe. We have an edge, a boundary. Nobody has the ability to try and travel past that. So in the quantum realm, it could be, like you said, another universe. Which then kind of goes back into the is it the Big Bang Theory in another place. Okay. Make sense? Yes, I know there's going to be multiple theories running through my head at the same time. Okay, well, take one and follow it and chase it and see where it goes. Well, as soon as I try and think of it, it goes away. It's right on the tip and you can't quite grasp it. Because you try to go down that hole and then something else says, No, no, that won't work. Where are you're all over the place? Yeah, like there's a place in our in the Milky Way where just a whole big cluster of stars in a galaxy should be there, but it's just missing. Like, it's black. Yeah, it's just Maybe it's hidden from us because that particular galaxy has technology to block it because they don't want us to be looking at them because we're too stupid. They're like, we don't like those people. Like Paul's ship in a movie. <laughs> so How last is- night we watched Paul. This is why she's thinking about it. Yeah, because the ship had like a cloaking thing on it so it looked like the stars in that because he had the land ship that went to go pick him up and then the massive ship that just landed in with all the stars and galaxies. Bending of light using gravity. Now there are in our current world technology that allows you to become essentially invisible. So there's this plastic that when you look at it, it kind of diffuses the light. It just blurs stuff. It, it blurs stuff, but if you're looking at it, you can't make out the figure because it's not allowing the light to get to your eye in the right way, I guess if that says. So like everything you see is a reflection off that object. So when that object does not reflect light, it, it scatters it, you become invisible. So technically it's not gravity. It's just 
dispersion Wait, so of light. Technically, you can make a box out of this and just like hide around. Yes. Now, you know, it would disperse the light, so it looked kind of strange. But from a distance, you wouldn't be able to see because your eyes wouldn't be able to detect the minute details of scattering of the light. It would just blend it in the background. And there's also this piece where your mind puts in place things that it can't necessarily comprehend because it wants to make sense of it. So, it's optical illusions where you're, you may see something, but your brain can't process it, and it actually fills in gaps that aren't actually there. I'm trying to give you an example. Um, there's lots of different optical illusions. Okay, here's one. So, if you take a toilet paper roll, okay, put it over one eye, open both eyes, put your hand next to the tube over the ends, and both eyes are open and look straight ahead. So when you do that, it will look like the tube is going through your hand. You try to think about how to do it. When we get home, we'll do it. Because I don't think I have a paper towel tube here. Uh, I don't think so. But you can do it with anything. And the reason that it's like that, it's really cool. It's an optical illusion. And it looks like there's a hole in your hand. It's because your brain is trying to process, because we have two eyes, which gives a spatial depth. So because there's two eyes, you're having two points of reference to point to something in the third dimension. So when you're looking like that, it's so close up, your brain can't process the two images. So one eye sees straight, one eye sees through the tube, and when you put them together, it's for your um, point of reference where you can see where your eyes meet up for the line of sight is so far down there. So that's why when you look at your nose with your eyes, everything beyond that looks like there's two of them, right? If you try to look down at the tip of your nose, but then without looking at it, looking at kind of at the corner of your eye, looking at distant objects, it looks like there's two of them. I just tried looking at my leg and there was two of them. You do have two legs. No, I looked at, <laughs> I looked at one leg and there was two of them. There's so, only three. So, uh-huh, so that's how your brain's trying to comprehend. Now my brain hurts from looking at my nose. <laughs> It'll make you have brain worms and it's going to explode. What? All right, so going over our theories again. We're going to, I'm trying to loop us back here to the. Well, we went down the hole of why we can't see different things. So, do you think that there are white holes that are spitting out matter in our current universe? There could be. Now, why do you say there could be? Just because we haven't seen them or found them doesn't mean they don't exist? Yeah. Aliens could exist just because we don't, haven't seen them or met them that we know of. They couldn't be, don't have Statistically, it would make sense that there is life on other planets. Yeah, with how big our galaxy is and how many others there are. Statistically, we could have life forms that we can't see here. Are, with, are out of our spectrum of... Oh, yeah, because, like, last night I was taking a picture of the sunset and my phone was, like, focusing on something. And I was like, like how it does when you try to focus on a face. And I was like, nope, I am going in. I'm not dealing with some kind of fucking demon or something watching me. <laughs> I am going inside. I don't think there's any demons that are in the, the quantum realm or other places that are watching you. You do lead an interesting life, but I don't know that it's that interesting. More like it was just walking through, and then it, as I was about to take a picture, it's like focusing. Could you had a piece of dirt on your lens? It wasn't a dirt! I don't ever have dirt on my lens! Oh my god, your, your phone is dirty. It's filthy. <laughs> it drops on the ground, it drops in the mud, you take it into the barn, you eat with it, ow! Violence is not the answer. Violence will help something, like Mother Nisa referred to vocal violence for her work because they are stupid. Vocal violence. New term. <laughs> yes. Alright. So you're saying there is a possibility of white holes. Yes. I don't know. 
I'm going to give it like a 5% just because it just doesn't make sense. You would, you would be finding matter in things that, that just appear randomly. Or there would be no stars or you would see some sort of something. When it's sucking out energy and light and it has to be putting it out somewhere. Because it's somewhere where we can't see. All right, I'm still going to say, okay, it is a possibility. Or black holes are just alien ships using a Vulcan device to suck up matter for resources. Well, I'm not going to say that that's... That's how they power their, their systems is with a black hole. Black hole? Or the black hole is the ship and they use it to suck up stuff. Maybe. Uh, I'm not going to say no. Because black holes do move through the universe. See, they do move. What causes them to move? They're influenced by other gravitational fields. But it doesn't look like they're propelling themselves. And in space, things move without... You know, they'll keep moving until they're acted upon by an outside force. Which is, it hits something, gravity something pushes it, whatever, there's something that will make it react. Alright. Black holes exist. It's proven. We know it. White holes may exist. We have no evidence of it. Black holes may be wormholes into a parallel space-time continuum. Or they may be wormholes into the quantum realm. So far, these these are, are viable theories you're agreeing with, and no additional comments. Not as of right now, my brain is not picking up on any. Um, we're then with the time travel. How does time travel and wormholes fit together, or do they? Okay, that's interstellar. So, yes. So, it could be like a wormhole to somewhere, and you would need to have that fifth dimension kind of thing to be able to pull it out. A fifth dimension B. As a fifth dimension B. Oh, 
new theory. New yeah. theory. So you can go back in time as a fifth dimensional being, which is pure energy, because you cannot pass through anything. But you can observe time as energy, or as observe the past as energy. Now I just feel like, okay, kid, I feel like a school in that. Okay, kid, today we're going back to the 1900s or something. If you could do this as a, as a fifth dimension, why couldn't it? Yeah, I feel like that would Because then you can go backwards and go back to your current time without impacting anything because you can only observe. And so the whole grandfather um, paradox where you go back and kill your grandfather, you're physically not able to because you cannot uh, um, get physical form. And in order to go back in time, you would have to be energy because the whole Einstein E equals MC squared um, equation. Because you wouldn't have any mass, you would be pure energy. And as not having mass, you couldn't affect anything here. Yes. Thoughts? Time travel is possible as being the fifth realm. Yes. In the fifth realm, not being the fifth realm. Because the fourth realm, or fourth dimension, is time travel, or time. Fifth would be energy that you could be able to pass between time and in the third dimension. Yes. Interesting. How we just came up with a new theory? I like that theory because it does explain things. It explains the grandfather paradox where we couldn't do it, but it does explain that you can go backwards in time, but you can also go back to your original time, but not go forward in time. Well, does that make sense then? Because technically, if you're back in time, and you move to your current time, you would be going in forward in time. But I guess it wouldn't be the future. Because as a non-corporeal, meaning non-bodied thing, we'll go with thing, um, being, you wouldn't be impacted by time, because you could move through time as energy. You would just return to your corporeal state in the future. Yes. But you couldn't go past your own future, or your own present. Yes. Relative to the past, you would be traveling to the future. Okay, so. It all stands. So, relativity and relative to where you are. So, it goes back to the three blocks thing. Okay. If you are outside looking at the three blocks, there's three separate time periods, and they're all moving at the same time. If you are on the present block, you have your future, which is unwritten, and then you have your past, which has already been done. If you're moved to the past, which now becomes your future, or your, if you move from the present to the past, the past becomes your present, and the present becomes your future. Right? So you're like jumping from block to block? Yes, I believe. Okay. I think I've got a grip on that. I think that if you can do time travel, you would have to be a fifth dimension non-corporeal being. Okay. You down with that? Yes. How does that relate to black holes? Well, it would if you were going into the quantum realm and you become that fifth dimension pure energy because it's compressed everything into pure energy. So maybe black holes are the gateway to the fifth dimension. They might be. So as in the fifth dimension, you would have to know how to navigate through time and matter, essentially. Yes. I don't think our brains are big enough to be able to comprehend all of that. I don't think they were ever supposed to ever understand any of this stuff we just talked about. Okay, but you gotta think. Think about back in medieval times. So you're thinking knights and castles and all this, and you know they didn't know about clean drinking water, and you know they didn't know about the planets and the stars and all this. Do you 
you think their brains back then were capable of processing how to use a smartphone and oh, driving God, on no. it? God, no. But why not? Why weren't there? They're, they're basically the same anatomy. It's not anything physically different about the brains that close. I mean, we're talking, you know, 1,000, 2,000 years. Because we developed slowly understanding more and more. So we, it wasn't necessarily the brains weren't able to hold it. It was that technology wasn't there. Not the brain's ability to process the technology. So, in theory, if that's the case, could we have the potential with using technology, if it was advanced enough, to be able to process that kind of information? Silence. I hear crickets. Are you, are you there? <laughs> yeah, I think I am. I so, I think it could be there. Do we have ability currently to understand it? Probably not because we don't know enough about it to be able to comprehend the technology or what it entails. So, like, my professor in, uh, way back when, he was able to hypnotize himself and watch his own surgery without anesthesia. So he had that much control over his brain to not register the pain sensors. I don't know. He he he's smart. It's 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 you something think he about. He died by now. Oh, he probably has. He was an old guy back then. But That's I'm just saying the potential of your brain is only limited by your own imagination or what you think you can't do. Now I've had dreams where I thought I could walk through walls because you know I was in that fifth dimension. If I just thought hard enough, I could do it. If I thought hard enough, I could put my hand through something. And let me tell you, when I woke up the next day, it didn't work. So, was that because subconsciously I'm just like, this isn't going to work, this isn't going to work, versus putting full force believing that I could do it, and thus I could, if I believed hard enough. The sound the truck is making is basically my brain. <laughs> Your brain is, I, I've used all of the brain cells for today. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... We are now at the food bank. I think we've we've bored and or possibly entertained people enough that we're done for the day. I think we've fried Junior Farm Boss's brain. She's having problems. I think there's going to be drool starting to come out of her mouth soon. <laughs> I'm not going to see drool coming out. Um, so we are actually going to do a second podcast today. Stay tuned. On our way home of... What animals we think would be ideal for first-time homesteading. So stay tuned. I am the Fat Man Farmer. And I'm the Wild Woman. If we come up with any more updates or theories or ideas, we'll probably put another podcast out. So until next time, see you later.